Good morning and good evening. Welcome back to Three Blokes and Some Content. Hey! <laughs> we got Kyle, we got Dylan, we got Zach. Here we are. We've got Vengeance, sleeper hit of the oh, year. Oh, yeah. Honestly, probably the most under-the-radar movie we're going to get this year. I think so. I don't Absolutely. see very many people talking about it. No, very small circles. It's very quiet it. at the moment, but I'll give you a quick synopsis of it in case you don't know what the movie is, but... It's a writer from New York City. He attempts to solve the murder of a girl he hooked up with once and travels down to Texas to investigate the circumstances of her death and discover what happened to her. And that sums it up pretty well, but it stars Ashton Kutcher and B.J. Novak. and uh, Who also wrote and directed. Yeah, B.J. Yeah. Novak Main directed stars B.J. Novak. That's the guy. Yeah. He's the guy. <laughs> but No, yeah. I'm the guy. <laughs> Sorry, little Spy Kids 3D reference. <laughs> That's a deep cut. It was a deep cut. That. We're really going there. <laughs> Vengeance. Vengeance. Anyways. <laughs> Kyle, yes. do you want to give your quick thoughts on the movie? Uh, big surprise for me. Uh, I, was, I wasn't I was like overly looking forward to it. I'm like, oh yeah, I, I'll check that out probably. I heard some small reviewers I, I, I follow uh, talked about it. They quite liked it. But none of the big ones are really talking about it. It's very much going under the radar. Uh, not a lot of theaters are getting it. So we were lucky enough to see it and uh, really, really liked it. Um, I thought the dialogue was really funny. Uh, very witty and humorous, but also like intellectual at times. Yes. Uh, very um, relevant, too, I would say. Uh, and just the over and I the, the simple enough story like you described that's basically what happens. But a lot of things there's deeper stuff to it, and it's surprisingly really entertaining too. Um, I thought that B.J. Novak was great in the movie too. I thought he really sold it. Yeah, uh, especially in some of the dramatic scenes because you know you see him in the office. He's very funny, but mm-hmm. like dramatically, um, that's what really surprised me about it. I don't know his office character had some drama to it too. Well, yeah. He was just. Not a super it, like it's, entirely focused. It's more of a comedic. Yeah, but it's it's a, it's in a comedic show. Yes, so, I mean this is this is a dark comedy, but yep. Yeah, uh, I, Ashton Kutcher I thought was really funny. He, I loved, he's not in the loved mo- his character. Not in the movie a lot, but when he is, his lines were so his lines cool. were so good. Uh, his southern drawl that he kind of had was yeah. really good too. And for somebody who is, he wasn't the comic relief here. You know, all no. the other characters were comic. Yep. He was probably the most straight character, like, you know, hardline, like, no jokes character in the whole movie. And it was so weird for him because he's a funny guy. Yeah. He normally does comedic stuff. Um, I can think of a few examples where he's done dramatic stuff before, like Butterfly Effect and stuff. Like, sure. he's kind of more known now for his comedy. Yep. So I love that he got a character here that was, I mean, he, he was the villain, <laughs> essentially. Uh, you don't know that till the end, but yeah. especially that end monologue he has is like, Okay, he's selling opioids, and he's, you know, watching people die and kind of letting it happen, kind of like Walton Breaking Bad, like, (laughs) oh, I'm just going to cover this up and let them die. Like, real dark. Real dark character. Yes. And I love that for him, because I think he's a terrific actor. So seeing him in a role like this, I loved it. Yeah, really cool to see. Honestly, that was one of the things that made me want to see this movie, was (laughs) just seeing him on the poster. Honestly, Um, no joke, I didn't know he was in it until his name popped up in the opening credits. Yeah. I'm like, oh, Ashton Goodrich is in it. Well, funny enough, I'm the one that said, hey, can let's all watch this. (laughs) And I'm the only one who's never seen The Office. Oh, really? I didn't know you haven't seen that. Oh, no. 
Oh, wow. Kyle, he's been saying it for like weeks now, man. Yeah. I guess I just never. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. No, I've never seen it. I don't really want to see it. I, you know, okay, not that I don't want to see it, but it's oh, one yeah, of those it's, things it's too many one, people are it's hyping. It's too hyped up. Yeah, it's too hyped up. I agree with that. You know, it's, it's a very good show. And I've seen too many up. memes, so I'm like, eh, I'll, I'll sit on this one. Uh, doesn't matter. A lot, people can like it, and that's totally fine. But um, so it's funny that I'm the one who's like, yeah, can we, you know, let's watch this. You, know, you guys want to watch this? <laughs> um, I mean, I was always on board. I. Sure, I was looking I was forward to this not wanting to watch it, yeah. but yeah. But like, I'm the You're one, the one that who recommended it. I'm like, it to guys, it. you all want vengeance tonight? Yeah. You know, like, I was kind of pushing it. Um, and I, yeah, I thought it was great. Um, I, as I've sat on this more, it's kind of gotten higher on my list for the year. Yeah. Like, I keep thinking, I'm like, oh, no, this is better than that movie. Like, I really dig, I really dug it. Yeah. I thought the humor landed, and I think it easily could have been too over the top because the Texans are a little cliche, but I think in an endearing way mm-hmm. where it's like, yes, they're making some overt Texas like um, stereotypes, but also the characters that we do get who are in Texas, mainly the family of the girl who dies, they're they're endearing, and yeah. you know, you actually feel bad when you get to a point where like he ends up fighting with the brother because up until that point they're all really nice people. Yeah, um, just a little. Uh, misdirected. Yeah, sure. Uh, and so you feel bad when they have that falling out, and he, they're like, you know, we brought you into our family and stuff, and yeah. like that kind of thing. You're like, oh, this is really sad. I feel for these people because they're just good-natured people. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought that worked really well when it could have easily been too funny, um, but it wasn't. It was the perfect level yeah. of like funny. You know, all throughout the humor landed every joke. There wasn't one joke I like didn't like. You yeah, know? we were always laughing and yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't think we all expected to laugh that much. No, and sometimes you would think when... Because this is a comedy. It's a dark comedy. But there could be a few jokes in there where you're like, oh, cringe. <laughs> you know, or like, ooh, yeah. you know, that that was too much. I think the only one that got close to that was the Twitter jokes. But, like, even then, those were still funny. Yeah, Maybe, I still liked them. And I think the intro with... Who's that musician that was his buddy at the beginning? John Mayer? Really? Yeah, that was John Mayer. Was it? Yeah, it was. I was not paying attention then. <laughs> yeah, no, his buddy, well, you had to leave to go do something, like, in the first minute. Right. <laughs> and then you came back. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was John Mayer. Yeah, it was yep. John Mayer. So, I am upset that I missed that thing. <laughs> um, I think their dialogue was maybe the thing that was a little cringy, because they were, I mean, they repeated some jokes I've heard before about, like, oh, hey with one Y is not interested, but hey with... If you text hey with four Y's, yep. it's, oh, you're too desperate. Yeah. Okay, I've heard a variation of that joke before. Yep. Whatever. It's, it was still kind of funny. But um, wh- the other thing I really liked about this movie was kind of just the sub-theme about um, being a content creator and then also just artistry as a whole. Yes. So BJ Novak is trying to yes. create a podcast, and he's kind of exploiting these people for a good um, for a good show. Yeah. Um, and he's and what I thought they were going to do at the start was he was not going to tell them he was doing a podcast, and then that was going to be the revelation in the third act was they find out he's been recording everything and putting into a show, and, and then they get pit, you know, all mad about it. Yep. That wasn't the case. That, immediately after he decides he's staying, he tells the brother, hey, I'm going to record everything and put this into a show, and the brother waits a beat. And then goes, that's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> like So, like, the family knows what he's doing. I, I like that. Because they could have gone the cheap route and done the other thing. Um, but by the end, he decides, okay, this girl's story is as much my story here. And that is too much to put into a show. And it's too personal for both him and the girl, Abilene, I think her name was. Yep, Abilene. For me to push this out. He deletes everything. Yeah. And then, and then he leaves. Um, so, I think that's really 
um, a nice take on you know what sort of stories should we be putting out there yeah and the exploitative nature of like true crime shows and things like that like traumatic are, are those kind of shows and movies and things are they just being exploitive of these people who have suffered Mm. It's possible, you yeah, know. There's that thing at the be- uh It's like half in the movie where it's like, "Oh, dead white girl." That's the title of yep, the podcast. I'm exactly. Like, how insensitive? But how insensitive? But also, couldn't tell you how many things that I've seen that are all similar. similar. Yep. That's totally real. Yep. Yeah. So I think I, I really like that this takes that you know that it had that message of, you know, okay, uh, the exploitative nature of people who are doing shows like this, and not to say that they're all exploitive. But it's definitely an idea there of like you're using someone's death for financial gain. That's that's a feel bad. <laughs> kind of <laughs> yeah. fucked up. Sure, you know that's not good, um, especially when it's a real one. Yeah, you know a real death that occurs in true crime. So yeah. um, that and then Ashton Kutcher, you know the idea that he's a music producer and he's kind of preying on women who are trying to be artists mm-hmm. and then giving them opioids. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, again, the abusive nature of the music industry, that's also a theme here. Yeah. And then Ashton Kutcher turns out to be the villain. People are dying under his watch, and he's pretending to be some guy who's promoting creativity in Texas. And, you know, he's one of the only ones out there on the frontier who's giving people a creative chance. And nobody has that outlet in Texas, but he's yeah. given it to them. Well, he, he's actually just giving them opioids. <laughs> yeah. So... You know, I, I think it's also a, a, a rhetoric on the music industry um, and how they you know, abuse people. And, yeah. you know, um, we got that theme a lot in um, like Elvis this year, for example. Mm-hmm. Same same type of story yeah. Yeah. where he's being exploited and being drugged up and, you know, for financial gain. So. Nope was also had some of that. Too. Yep. Yep. Same thing on yep. the film industry. But film industry. The, the, yeah. The, but same idea. Same, same idea. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Zach, what did you think of the movie? I mean, I want to point out one thing that nobody else is really think sure. we're talking about it's the score from phineas o'connell mm, i really yeah. love that throughout the entire film didn't stick out to me ex- that much but uh maybe on rewatch it will but because i just wasn't paying attention to that i think i immediately started listening to it because i saw his name pop up on the mm. screen and i was like oh shit i love him <laughs> um, <laughs> let's start listening to that but which guy is that He's uh, Billy Iris's brother. Okay, you know, I thought that was the case, yeah. but I wasn't certain. He did the score for Turning Red too, unfortunately. But well, I mean, I, I like mean the score. Yeah, my issue with that movie wasn't uh, the score. So. <laughs> not to be that guy, Asterix. He did the songs, not the Sorry. score. So same difference in this case because sure. it's a Pixar movie. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Anyways. I did really enjoy the score from that, and that was something That's I right. paid attention to. to the, Although I do think movie. it's cool that they're getting like contemporary artists to do um, music or score for some of these things. Yeah, um, yeah. That's really cool. neat. Yeah. I think it really worked here. But uh, this movie has shown us how clever BJ is as a person. Oh, yeah. Would oh, you yeah. like to see more comedies from him? Absolutely. Not necessarily like dark comedies like this one, but just comedies in general. I think that could be a really good outlet for him. Oh, I absolutely would. And yeah. one thing I was thinking of last night is, okay, now we've had two alums from The Office who have turned writer, director, <laughs> yeah. actor, you know, the, the trifecta. John Krasinski. John Krasinski doing A Quiet Place 1 and 2. Yep. Um, what a goldmine, you know, that's coming out of, well, they've done a bunch of other stuff. Of course. But, you know, it's it's interesting that, you know, this was his debut, B.J. Novak, and it was a slam dunk in my opinion. It really was. You know, obviously it's not going to get the clout that A Quiet Place has, yes. sadly. Yeah. Because um, I think this was phenomenal. I mean, if we um, keep talking about it and getting more people to watch it, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. I, hope I, so I mean, I really like to spread the word on this. So, yeah, I'd like to see him do a lot more. Um 
again, I think comedy writers have, I said this when we talked about John Krasinski, I think. I don't and remember. Jordan Peele, too. And Jordan Peele. That's the one I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. When, yeah. when we did the Nope episode. Yeah. Or even his big episode. Um, you know, these comedy writers <laughs> and actors, they have a, a great sense of timing. Yep. And that works really well in drama. They think um, a lot more about the the timing and the like yeah. the cleverness of the dialogue yeah. than most directors. That's true. And where I think B.J. Novak has a slight difference, not, I wouldn't say edge, but his difference is um, his was quicker. Yeah. Whereas totally. like both A Quiet Place and all of Jordan Peele's movies had a pace to them, mm-hmm. where maybe not this movie that it was a quicker cut movie, but the dialogue was quicker. You know, totally. Like it was, re- there was more dialogue, and it was delivered quicker. So especially Ashton Kutcher's lines. Well, I yeah, I mean his dialogue was great, but I think that is one of the scenes where maybe the movie slowed. It, the second act, I think, slows down a little bit because mm-hmm. not as much plot's going on. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the dialogue was witty and quick. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, across the board. So I think that carried the momentum through the second act, especially. But this movie had a certain pace to it that was nonstop jokes revelations yeah um so yeah i i'd love to see more from him absolutely and it just feels intelligent throughout the entire movie yes like most of the dialogue just feels witty and clever but also incredibly intelligent and that i really like to hear the thing that surprised me the most is that i expected it to be funny but the fact that it was so smart and had a lot of thematic depth yeah and it was made you think after the movie too that's what surprised me the most and it really impressed me too and like we mentioned, there's not, and this isn't a knock on the movie, there's not a thick plot. Yeah, there's not, not really. there's not, you know, something, you know, there's not beats of the plot constantly happening. No, it's, it's about, it's simple. It's about relationships between, you know, um, BJ Novak's character and his, his producer, and then his relationship to the families, and then ultimately his relationship with the girl who's dead, who we never meet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's ultimately what the yeah, movie's about. We always about. hear through old videos and things yeah. like that. Yeah. So that's what it's about. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that carries the movie. Absolutely great. Totally. So, um, do you think there's any chance that this movie gets any of the recognition it deserves? No. Like, Sadly, no. Um, if they maybe somehow do, like, an awards re-release and or, Ooh, like, yeah, that's push another near thing. the end of the year. Do you think it could possibly make any of the awards shows? Hope, fingers crossed. I'll see how I feel at the end of the year. But if they do some sort of, like, for your consideration campaign near the end of the year here and really push it yeah i think focus features is the one who put this one out maybe i hope so the, even, even some of the smart indie indie spirit awards maybe out of like noms that i can see i think ashton kutcher is a, in a supporting role i'd love to see him get nominated that could be good i yeah. really thought he was great mm, i, I really too. do the delivery on his lines were phenomenal awesome and he was sinister without being like mustache twirling villain yep. guy um loved it he was That's, just a really smart guy that yeah. was selling opioids. Yeah. <laughs> He's just, yeah. I don't know. And I like he, he like tried to like blackmail him, you know, BJ Novak at the end. It was super sinister about it. And then yeah. he, he just ended up shooting him and he you know, <laughs> yeah. did not give it two shits. My, um, my vote would be definitely that I think should and possibly could get nominated would be original screenplay. Because I yes. think the script is just really smart yes, totally. and really tight and really funny. Yeah. yeah. So I that would be my that. pick. That'd be my pick. Yeah, I, I hope so. I hope it gets recognition. Unfortunately, I don't know if it will. Right yeah. now, as we're recording, I think it's in some theaters still, but it's probably uh, yeah. heading out still because it hasn't made a lot of money. I think yeah. it's already left our theater. So yeah, yeah. That's so, unfortunate. Um, I, would, unfortunate. I think it is available to rent on VOD right now, though. So if you're listening and haven't watched it, definitely check it out when you can. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, this 
in my top 10 for the year. Yeah. That, it might get knocked off. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff coming up, but for now, yeah, it's up there for me. Good shit. Yeah. Who's your guys' favorite character from the mm. movie? Like, there's the obvious choice, but then there's also ones that you could just, like, yeah. choose from the comic I mean, we movie. mentioned Ashton Kutcher was awesome. Yeah. So, you know, I won't go for the low-hanging fruit there because he was my favorite. Yep. It was just such a cool and well-written character. Agreed. Yeah. Um, my next pick would probably be either the brother of Abilene. He was probably the most prominent family member. They had two yeah. brothers, which uh, the older the, one. The, the main one. The younger one oh, was the pretty younger, funny too. The El yeah. Stupido. El yeah. Stupido. He was funny. No, I'm talking the older one, okay, though. Yeah. I thought yeah. he, you know, he, had a, he had a lot more to do, and he did have that emotional moment with um, the main character where yeah. they have that falling out, and then he punches him, uh, I think. And then... Or one of my favorite jokes was when the grandma started telling the history of Texas. Yeah. yeah. I was telling the Alamo. Yeah. I don't say, maybe she's not my favorite character, but, like, I love that moment. And, and then he goes, oh, yeah, and, and, and then they, they won. And they, go, <laughs> they didn't win the Alamo. Yeah. And there's a whole thing about how, man, like, what, 90 people to a couple thousand. There's, like, no way they were going to win. I want to bring up this bit, too. Uh, the Whataburger. Yeah, Whataburger, yeah, yeah that, that was great. It's like right there. It's right there. Well, why would okay, you pick well, it over well, these? Let's say you have a Sonic A&W and a Whataburger all in a row. Why do you go to Whataburger? It's right, it's right there. there. <laughs> great but line. But in this situation, they're all right there. Yeah. Love what it. are you talking about? You don't go to Whataburger. <laughs> you go to Whataburger because that's what you do. <laughs> that's what yeah. That was Yeah. That was also a really good, good shit. Bit. Yeah. Kyle, what was your favorite character? Uh Besides Ashton, yeah, probably either the uh, the younger brother, probably just because he had some. <laughs> not only because he had a lot of good lines, and they called him El Stupido until but you he find doesn't him. speak Spanish, so it's okay. Yeah, and you find, and then you actually found. Was that a line? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then you find out his actual name near the end. He's like, "Who's that?" And it's like, "Your brother." Um, but then also, he had some heart to his character too that you didn't. Oh yeah. Near the end, with his relationship with the with Abilene, with yeah. Abilene. Um, yeah, he, sl- t- he he slept in Abilene's room because he was afraid of ghosts, and then so he starts doing that with um, B.J. Novak. I wish I knew his character's name. Yeah, I can't remember to his act- yeah. Ben's name. Ben, right? He, you know, and Ben's sleeping in Abilene's old room, and so he goes in there and has that moment of connection with Ben. Yeah, um, which I thought was really sweet. Yeah, yeah, I loved that. Um, my favorite character was probably the grandma, other than the <laughs> yeah the, the main moment. cast. But yeah, she's had some pretty funny lines in there, like when they're at the Whataburger and whatnot. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, it's sad, but then she also breaks the news that Abilene was taking pills, and she goes, and she of was course. also a pill popper. Yeah, I literally went, oh, when yeah. she said that, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. One that thing was I- a really weird situation, but yeah. yeah. One thing I wanted to bring up is that the fact that this, uh, I think you talked about it a bit too, but uh, tech, the state of Texas and people who are there could be an easy target. Yeah. But it's not, like, and you said there are some stereotypes, things they put in there for sure with mm. the Southern stuff and, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. But they're not laughing at them. It's, it's if anything, it's just, yeah. it's out of love more so than. Yeah. Like I said, I think they also portray them endearing. Endearing, which is what yes. I said, and so by the end, you don't feel like these people are in any way, you know, stupid or mm-hmm. less educated. You, you, know, you, you feel that it's a culture, yeah, and yep. it's very real. And then, but like I said, they have a lot of heart and you know, emotion, and and especially the mom, I think, shows a lot of emotional intelligence towards the end. Totally, you know, when she's driving him away, and you know gives him like a little bit of encouragement god bless um, your heart yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> you know like there's a lot of those moments where you're like no these, these people it, it, i think it portrays them as more misunderstood than actually cartoonish of course at least in my opinion i'm not from texas so i can't yeah. speak on their I, behalf but yeah. i again I, I thought it you know like i said it, there was enough good in there 
that I, I didn't see it as stereotype or offensive. At least yeah. that was just. Me. I actually looked up after the movie came out. I was like, I'm curious in what somebody who lives in Texas thinks this movie, and I did find a reviewer who did, mm-hmm. and she said, as a Texan, I could tell he really researched Texas. He took a lot of trips to East Texas in order to capture the essence of the people, and the people weren't the butt of the joke, and I really appreciated that. Sure. So that's not, cool. There you go. Not that that yeah. represents everybody, but I think that's a good description of kind of what we were just talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Summed it up perfectly, I think. This movie is a good example of what a small budget film can turn out to be. Oh, yeah. What do you think oh, yeah. needs to be done correctly in order to make a small budget film work? <laughs> I think the first thing I said, one of the first things I said after watching, I go, I love that that movie didn't cost much. Or <laughs> yeah. shouldn't have. I mean, they yeah. paid Ashton and BJ yeah, probably. I, I looked up the, I tried to find the budget. I didn't find it. Mm. Um, well, but Kyle, I, you said that the, the budget was about a dollar fifty, so said, we'll run with that. I ran with a buck and a half. <laughs> buck and a half, that's what it was. <laughs> when I asked, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same price of a Whataburger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, I did find that it's only made four million dollars worldwide, oh. which is really sad. Oh no, it yeah. is. I this was great. Um, yeah. But was, yeah, back oh, on the what? No, I just wasn't. I didn't know that it was a Bloomhouse film. Yeah, Jason Blum produced it. Yeah, that 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 surprised, surprised me. me when yeah. I yeah. Read a little, I mean, he does a lots of stuff, but when you see that, you normally expect a horror movie. And yes. This definitely wasn't. No. More of a thriller, if you could even call it if that. If that, I would say. But it was such a genre blend that, yeah. like, I mean, it was Western, it was a little bit noir. It kind was of a murder mystery. Murder mystery, comedy. I mean, it was all there. Yeah. That wasn't the question. Anyways, back to the budget. Uh, what was the question? What do you think needs to be? <laughs> what are my lines? <laughs> what do you think needs to be done correctly in order to make a small budget film work? Oh, I mean, it's all in the writing. Yeah. You know, like, and I think, yeah, I think it was so well written that it just carried the movie where you didn't have expansive sets. You know, it was mostly just in a couple of locations out in a field. You had the main home and the Whataburger, the Whataburger, <laughs> um, Ashton Kutcher's ranch where he had his recording studio. Really cool place, by the way. Oh, really? Cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They've like built it out of a, like a horse stable. Yeah. That was really cool. To yeah. See. Also, great product placement for Whataburger. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Well, if you had some here, I'd go. <laughs> well, if more people saw the movie, I guess it'd be good uh, product placement. Yeah. But, uh, you got me there. But anyways, um, yeah, I think it's all in the writing. If, if, if We're engaging the story from front to back. And we totally did not see the budget, really. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, we didn't need to. We didn't need to. You know, we didn't say, oh, that looks cheap, or, man, there's no cool set pieces, or not enough big-name stars. Like, it was all great. Yep. Yeah. You know, like, it, it was just so well-written and acted. Um, you know, every cast member did it great. It was a small cast, too. Yeah. Which I think, I mean, you had a bit of an ensemble with the family, but it focused on specific members of them that... Um, you know, the relationships just carried the movie. So I really think that's that's what it takes. Yeah, yeah totally. And I thought it looked good, too. Not, it didn't look cheap. The budget was small, but that doesn't mean it looked cheap. Yeah, yeah no, like I, when I say good. a buck and a half, I mean, like, it. I watched it and I can't, I go, this can't be, this shouldn't have been expensive because it's very, it's a basic yeah. sets, basic. Yeah. But that does not mean it looked cheap at all. Yeah, and more does. power to it for yeah, that. The Absolutely. only thing they did was blow up a Prius. Yeah. <laughs> even Basically, then, I don't even know if they blew it up. That was probably the only special effects shot. I think so. A real special effects yeah. shot. So other yeah, that, uh, yeah, I can't think of anything other than the gunshot at the no, end. No, like, we're all for cheap, you know, making movies on a smaller budget. And yeah, then totally. hopefully, getting even if you get moderate returns, it gets gets a profit in yeah. there. Even uh, this one, not so much, but yeah. And I can't yeah. think of the exact quote, but um, limitations breed creativity, which I think is spot on the money. Who where said that? I don't know. <laughs> Heard it somewhere. If, if you're listening and you you said that, you get the credit. Um, <laughs> but we don't know your name. But yeah, because I mean, when you're only working within confines of so much money, 
you see you have to come up with the solutions that a budget would fix immediately. Yeah. So you go, oh, damn, we can't do that. We don't have the money. So how do we write that in? How do we change what we wanted to do to make it still work? But, you know, that kind of thing. So I, I think this is one of those cases where it's like, we have this much money. We can't do all these fancy things, which the story maybe didn't call for it. But, you know, breeds creativity. Yeah, totally. Well, what do you guys rate the movie? I went up to a nine. Really? Yeah, I did. Okay. The more I thought about it the last couple of days and the more I talked about it here, I'm like, no, this is a nine for me. I think I would need to see it a second time in order to sure. bump it up once. But, yeah, it is a fucking phenomenal film. And yeah. I give it an eight out of ten for that. Yeah. Bumped it up. I got a bit of a bump. 8.5. Sure. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Well. I mean, we're, yeah, leaning real positive. Like I said, it, sleeper hit. It's good shit. I really hope that this movie gets the recognition it deserves. Even, even it's one of those movies where it didn't make a lot of money up front and then several years later... It gets discovered yeah. and people has a watch it. That, yeah, yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Cl- classic, let's hope. I Cl- really hope so. Down the line. Yeah. <laughs> I'll make it. We'll make it happen. Yeah. We'll make it happen. We'll start a cult. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I lean a little more positive on movies that I and have no anticipation for sometimes. Because when it is like good. Like the black phone. Yeah, like the black phone. Yep. Exactly. I think for the year, those are two of the nines I've given. Yeah. Because uh, I had no expectations. Loved them. Yeah, so, totally. Um, yeah, I was very pleased with this. Find this movie, get out and watch it. Yes, please. Some good shit. You will not be disappointed. But yeah, that's our vengeance review. Nine out of ten from most of us here. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah, see you everybody. Bye bye.